You're listening to Wait, Your Scout with Anna Skipworth. Hi everyone, welcome back and to series, no, episode 14, not series 14, we're not that far yet. Episode 14, series 2 of Wait, You're a Scout. You can tell it's been a while since I've, I've done an intro. A few weeks off, doing risk assessments and getting explorers back and I've lost my knack. But anyway, welcome back very excited for this episode we have the lovely georgia from west london she is so bubbly and so lovely and full of energy and generally just made me go i can't wait for explorers this week after chatting to her so um i'm gonna stop talking and just let you listen because that's why you're here so here it is episode 14 enjoy hi georgia and welcome to wait you're a scout hello (laughs) nice to meet you so, Georgia, before we kick off, do you want to tell us a little bit about uh, where you scout at the moment? Sure. So, I am the section leader for Second Duxbridge Scout Group um, for our scout section. And then I'm also the assistant explorer section leader for our um, explorer level, which is Discovery. So, I do a bit of both. I dabble. Right. <laughs> so, how did you get into scouting? It's a bit of, a, it's a bit of an interesting way how you uh, joined. <laughs> A little bit. So um, essentially, my um, my other half is he was at the time our scout section leader, um, and we do our meetings on a Friday night. And I was quite bored of not seeing him on Friday nights anymore. So um, he started inviting me along to like a couple of the things, being like, "Hey, you know, just come along. It no stress, whatever." Um, and then I ended up going to one of our um, our AGMs, like the yearly one, just to kind of like go along for a bit of support um and ended up getting cornered by our gsl and he was like yeah just just come along it'll just be a couple of hours a week it'll be very chilled out um so yeah and then um so then i said okay fine you know i'll start helping out as an assistant section leader um and now it's been several years and it's takes up the majority of my week as opposed to it just being like two hours so (laughs) but you know the classic line of it'll only be a couple of hours a week. We've all been there. <laughs> we really need to take it out of like the marketing, don't we? <laughs> well, I mean, it can still be a few hours and then you sort of start enjoying it and it grows. This is it. <laughs> <laughs> so had you done any guiding or scouting or anything like that before joining uh, your group? Yes. So I, told, I was a girl guide when I was younger um, and I had absolutely, you know, I, I went through that very stereotypical stage, I think, of being a teenage girl, which I think is often overlooked for like that sort of age group. But suddenly going outside, it's sometimes, you know, being in the UK, it would rain. I suddenly didn't want to do um, outside stuff anymore. So I actually quite famously, um, I ran away from my Girl Scout, uh, my Girl Scout camp when I was about 13 years old because the new Harry Potter book had come out and my dad <laughs> bought it for me before I went away. Um, so I must have, you know, as a leader now, in hindsight, I must have given the our uh, brown owl at the time a complete heart attack because all <laughs> started this revolution of about three guides, and we were just like took to the streets and ran away, and we didn't really like in like in realistic terms, we didn't get very far, and we stayed on pavements. But um, I very, very, it's like burnt into my memory. I remember my dad because my dad doesn't drive, so I remember my dad being in the passenger seat of my guide leader's car and then like pulling up next to me near one of the secondary schools in my area which I roughly knew was on the way home and him just I had a conversation with him afterwards and now see years upon reflecting he's like there was a little part of me that wanted to see how far you'd get and how much (laughs) 
listened to any orienteering or map reading. And I did quite well. I got halfway home before they noticed I'd gone. So that says enough, I think. <laughs> I mean, that's both sort of good map skills, but also like you managed to sneak off so well. Uh, not that we're advocating that any young people should ever do this at camp. Never. Absolutely. <laughs> I was a rebellious teenager and I did absolutely get told off. And also wasn't allowed the new Harry Potter book for a month oh. well. So, you know, I got nothing <laughs> other than being told that I should rethink my options in guiding. And then I abandoned it for years. But I think a lot of it did come down to the fact that I think I was just going through that very rebellious teenage girl stage of, you know, no confidence in any sort of skills. It wasn't cool anymore and it wasn't like a nice thing to do. So such a shame because I look at the young girls that we have and they're incredible. And I wish that I'd stuck out with it, but you know. Yeah, I, I think that's also within scouting though as well, like a lot of young people will go through that rebellious phase of being like, is this cool? What's this going to do for my reputation? And you kind of have to almost reposition what we do to be like, no, trust me, because in a few years time, everyone else will be jealous that you've stuck with it. <laughs> this is it. And this is really impressive. It's like, it's so, it's so dead on that you say that because it's, um, like some of the younger ones now, like you do, there's always that weird, I th I'd argue it's between 12 to 13. That's kind of the year group that I've noticed where, you know, you're in secondary school. And I, what was it? I went, I was on, on my first camp. I found out from one of our scouts that they, none of them refer to themselves as going to scouts. So when they saw each other at school, they referred to it as going, going to a meeting. So they all went to a meeting on a Friday. They never said it was a scout meeting, but uh, we stuck through it. But yeah, there was, I mean, I think there always is that almost like critical six months where, you've either got to really change it up and do something a bit drastic, which I mean, you should do anyway, like all the programs should be really exciting for them. But I think throwing in a curveball once in a while, being like, we're going to do this. And then all of a sudden they're like, yes, this is fun <laughs> for me. Um, and they pick at it and turn into phenomenal young people. So yeah, definitely. <laughs> so Georgia, when you are not scouting uh, for those few hours a week when you're not, uh, what do you do with your, uh, your time? Um, so my job, I work as a production manager for a sports company in West London, um, mainly circulating around luxury branding. So I spend a lot of time organising um, essentially like adverts. So working on a lot of advertising, um, a lot of digital content delivery, um, that kind of thing, which is really cool. And it's, um, it's very full on. I do have a very busy job, which is why I kind of like, that's why I love like scouting as a whole anyway, because usually because our scout meetings are on a Friday and our explorer meetings are on a Monday. It just starts and end, it bookends my week in such a nice way that Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday could be mad 18 hour days. But I know at either end of that, I've got like a bit of bliss doing something that gives a little bit back and just makes you, I think it really helps you decompress from a really busy week. So there's nothing yeah. better than seeing like any scouts get very excited about something or, you know, say thank you for the week they've had. And it just completely wipes out any sort of stress that I did have. So it's, um, yeah, so I have quite a busy work life and then the rest of the time is scouting um, and just, just trying to keep on top of the laundry, to be honest. The rest of the time, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's work, scout, and then the in-between bits. <laughs> how, do you, how do you find that balance? Because I think, I mean, even during this unprecedented time where everything's a bit all over the place, how do you find that, I want to say balance, but at least sort of like manage sort of the stress because scouting can be incredibly full on as well. Like we've all been there for that camp that you go, oh, why did I start doing this? It's been a really good time. Um, in general, my way of dealing with it, to be honest, is um, 
I think it's just having having a good support team with you. So obviously all of your other assistant leaders, in our case, we're very fortunate that we have some fantastic young leaders as well. Um, it's making sure that you know when you're looking at pressure points, like in my diary, because I work around a lot around sport events, I can kind of pinpoint when I know roughly I'm going to feel quite full on, need a bit of backup. Um, and I'm very fortunate that my other half is also one of my assistant leaders and I'm his assistant leader at the other section. So it's not even having that first home connection to be like, this is how I'll chill out a little bit. Um, but then having the rest of the team around them and we've had some really, really fantastic leaders that have like appeared that used to be explorers and stuff like that who've come back from university and are starting a quote adult life. Very cool to think of. Um, but them coming back and helping takes a lot of the stress off in terms of just handling obviously the meetings. Um, our group in particular has had a bit of a rocky year, um, just we had kind of quite a sudden loss within our leadership team. And um, that's meant that myself and my partner have had to step up uh, quite a lot and then manage not only scouts, but also explorers kind of simultaneously. Mm -hmm. Great in some respects, because there's that really nice level of continuity now through the sections. It means that a lot of yeah. the kids, even through lockdown, we've had kids going up to explorers and then joining the virtual explorer meetings. And it hasn't put them off, because I've noticed during COVID, I think, any um any working professional is very used to now like these sort of like face-to-face -face zoom meetings and things like that or hangouts and all of that kind of thing whereas young people i think you underestimate how much of the social time that they need and like actually really hard doing so a lot of them have a lot of anxiety about being on a screen or even talking over a, a laptop even though they might be the most flamboyant and, and kind of like most confident person like when you're in a meeting um i've kind of digressed somewhat somewhere along the way I have to be honest. but yeah so I think yeah that's kind of how like, we balance it I think is making sure we have good people around us that can support it and obviously take the lead when any other parts of my life are feeling a little bit pressured and a bit more stressed and not being afraid to be like hey I can't do it this week like someone else is going to have to do it yeah. because I need some me time and that happens like all of us are, you know you don't want to get burnt out and then end up resenting doing something so mm. let's yeah it's there and try not to shoot yourself out with it i think that's one of the hardest things like doing these interviews and things that comes up a lot is the power to say no mm. and how important that actually is like to be able to go like do you know what actually this time i'm gonna hand it to someone else or if you know recognizing that maybe you know you don't have to do a camp every month or do all those things because you think oh but you know i'm only with them for two years three years however long you're with that section you then go, oh, but I need to fit it all in. And sometimes you just can't. <laughs> so it's a really good point to bring up. I think this is an interesting one as well. Because, I mean, COVID has stopped the majority of the world. And obviously, it has impacted scouting really heavily. And it's, you know, it has been really hard doing things like cancelling the camps that, like, we put a lot of time and effort into planning. It can be so good. And they were so excited. And then the run-up of the summer being like, because we held off quite a long time before cancelling the camps. Because, you know, nobody knew how it was going to go so when they initially st uh, stopped scouting we wanted to um not just we didn't want to put the brakes on everything all at once because that's a lot for anyone to deal with like suddenly having their entire like next six months completely wiped and not knowing what that's going to mean so we actually held off quite a while before for like formally cancelling our summer camps also there was that little part of us that just hoped it would go away and <laughs> um but you know it's what i found really impressive is we haven't had we haven't had a drop off because of it. And I think that's quite nice. It's nice knowing that we haven't lost the interest of any of our young people. They do just understand that this is like almost like a new world that we're going into and like the leaders yeah. are actually learning at the same time as they are. 
And like, we've been very open with them about like the risk assessment procedures and like what the structure is going to be and what we have to do to make sure we can go back safely and actually really included them a little bit. And it's been really interesting, like super, super interesting with them. Um, and I think it's also taken a bit of the stress off them as well, thinking it's never going to come back because at least if they know yeah. something's moving, it means we're going to get back and like normality is going to hopefully come back one day properly. But it's getting there, the main thing. Gives a bit of hope, I think. Definitely. And I think especially around that Scout Explorer age, like I know because of my explorers, they've had their GCCs cancelled, A-levels and all those bits and pieces where it's like, hold on a minute, all those final things that were happening this year are just gone. So having that, like, actually that openness to be like, right, we're starting the risk assessment process. We're yeah, doing yeah. it. We get to that point, and this is what we're having to do. Suddenly means that they go, oh, there's a, there's something I can I can tangibly hold on to. A hundred. Oh. It's been such a big thing. Like, like with our explorers, that you know, they're a phenomenal bunch of young people, and they're kind of switched on enough to know, like, know that we're not saying no because we don't want to do it. They know we're just as frustrated with the whole situation. You know, all of us, like any scout leader would much prefer being out. I mean, the summer that we've had, I mean, I know me and you are talking right now and it's the hottest day in the world. But this summer has been incredible. And it's such a shame that, you know, all of us would normally be chilling out around a campfire around that now. We're going off and doing some fun activities and being in a tent and like having all these incredible things and like just knowing that it will come back at some point, I think is so reassuring. Because you are entirely right. I mean, you forget that it's like, there's so much more stress now about their GCSE and their exams because they weren't able to actually take them. And for some young people, that can be really pivotal. Like it's the most yeah. important thing in the world in that moment is making sure you've done, probably not for all of them, admittedly, some of them are very like, yeah, exams or exams, but yeah. <laughs> oh, great. This is an ideal situation. But um, I think the stress that it's probably causing them is something that's probably quite underplayed. And they normally they use things like their explorer meetings or their scout meetings to blow off that steam and be like, it's exam time let's go and do this and just for two hours have some bliss from revision and notes and this and that and stress yeah. the future so that's yeah. terrifying I remember what I was like at that age and I I had I felt like I had so much pressure on me to do really really well and you don't realize that you know for a lot of them their involvement in scouting from such a young age is gonna be one of the most beneficial things on most of their university applications or apprenticeship applications because it's giving back to the community and it's it holds such high regard I don't actually think they realize what they're doing now is just as beneficial as maybe what their exams could help them with. So definitely, yeah, yeah. it is, it is. And actually, I think it's it's one of those that, with that pressure, I feel like especially with like what's going on now, have you felt a bit of pressure to to come back quickly, or that you need to get things done and get back to some sort of face to face, or are you kind of going actually? I can breathe, I can take my time. Like, how are you, how are you doing that? Stomping at the bit, like the moment I changed into, uh, into yellow, me and my other half, where they're like, right, risk assessments, this is what needs to be done. We work, we're very fortunate, our executive committee are really fantastic and we're very fortunate to have um, our treasurer, not treasurer, sorry, our secretary. Um, she does a lot of work in health and safety as well. So she's been such like a bonus element to have because she knows not only on a charity level what we need to be doing but even as leaders you know our responsibility of teaching the children about the new ways and practices and all the PPE and making sure you have like antibacterial and washing their hands and I mean don't get me wrong we've done it before but it's just like double check to make sure they will be safe um yeah no I we decided kind of as a group that um our kids and our beavers they they're going to have the summer break like you know quite a lot of groups will be having um, because yeah. they, do, they take a toll as well I would argue that almost 
mentally more hard work than physically doing them. Yes, especially if you've been on online meetings all day and mm. then you get to the point of, oh, I've got to have another one. And even though it's in a good way and it's fun and it's something different to work, it's still in front of a screen. It's yeah, just you appreciate that. Even communicating with like each other is really hard work, isn't it? It's kind of like, yeah. you know, you, you've got to, it's like your brain has to take that extra bit of capacity to pause to make sure that someone else can talk because you can, you can just keep going. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we've, we've been very fortunate that have been excessively chomping to get back as soon as we can with the hope that, you know, hopefully when the schools go back, maybe that leads to a little bit more flexibility, especially winter coming on as well. Because that's the thing as well. Whilst outdoor is practical to a certain degree, we do have to remember how gross Britain can be during winter time. <laughs> yep, yep. And uh, not going to enjoy meeting in the rain. Cannot, no. Not, not a waterproof strong enough, I swear, for some parts of the UK. <laughs> yeah, and also just young people in the rain. They're never quite as enthusiastic sometimes. They know it's going to rain that much. No, they kind of have the same, um, the same feel for it as most cats do. They just kind of look at it like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that might be a time where beavers and cubs come into their element. Like, oh, rain puddles, but you try and convince an explorer, and yeah. nope, you'll just get that look of why? Why would I do that? Why would I, do this? Why would I make myself deliberately wet? I don't know. I think there's a certain part of it. I think most of the young people will be so ready to go. I think they will actually be like, it's raining. Let's just do something with the rain. <laughs> I mean, yeah. potentially, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So how have you found, I know we've said that the online meeting can be quite difficult, but the actual programme element of it, how have you done with that? Because that's always an interesting one when you look at the Facebook groups and what other people are doing. Oh, yeah. I would gloat fairly okay. Like, I've thrived somewhat in this because it's it requires such a degree of organisation, which is such a big element of my work in life, that I've kind of really gone like a duck to water on it. It's been so... Um, I think it's been harder as it's got better weather. I think when it was kind of like the beginning and there was like the very firm lockdown, I think, you know, most families were inside, you know, you'd have a very good turnout, like guaranteed every week as well, because they wanted their young people to still be communicating with other young people. Um, but the actual program element, I I found myself like diving a bit back into like my childhood. Like I was getting up like old architects and like things like this and playing them and like we did them with our explorers. We did a Bob Ross paint along where we just put the video on and we all did a painting and we shared them all at the end and it was just so much fun. Um, but we've done, you know what, it's, the programme's been really good because I've done quite a lot of supporting material to get quite a lot of my scouts um, through their kind of gold awards. So actually, although for some of the badges it is difficult to do it, I actually think for the majority, like majority of them, it's fantastic. Um, yeah. You know, I've had... I've had I think I've signed off five now with their gold award for all of the stuff they've done throughout lockdown. Um, I've had so many activity badges from like young people who've taken up cycling or, you know, they've been doing more to do with the environment, so they've got their gardens and growing things with their families. Um, so that's been really, really cool. So I've actually really enjoyed it, but I do think there is just something missing and that's like the whole actually being together and, you know, all yeah. of these would be just as good in person, but, um, as the weather's turned, I think there's that underlying frustration about the kind of, um, yeah, it's the underlying frustration that, you know, oh, we could be doing this in person and we're not. But um, they've all been fantastic. Like, I've had such a good group of them and it's been really good fun. And we've had, like, we did a bit of coding. I learned stuff. Okay. 
one of our other leaders is running a coding session. I'm just there like, how do these kids, like one of them's there like, oh, I've just coded this. And I'm like, try 11. This isn't fair. <laughs> yeah. You know, when um, our leaders, like, well, similar age, we can say this, like our leaders go, oh, well, I never used to have a phone. I feel like I'm at that age of like, well, I never knew computers could do that or like how to do that thing. That was never in our IT lessons. <laughs> I mean, this is the only thing that COVID has brought on that I feel like would be so beneficial to like the rest of all generations, actually. The use yeah. of kind of newer technologies and being able to do zoom chats and like for a lot of you know, older people like seeing their grandkids or spending time with their family when they couldn't in person it's brought on so much more which i think is so fantastic it's so exciting um but yeah they come out with some insane skills like yeah absolutely mental one of them we did we did some um i did a tutorial for doing paracord bracelets so how to like do the the cobra knots and all of that down it and um i had some parents joining in because they were in the background with the scraps just like <laughs> like, 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 like how are you doing this? They're just there, like it's amazing. So yeah, there's been some some nice family elements as well. Every so often, that's cool. <laughs> so, um, as someone else who's also in a couple with a scouter, do you ever find that sometimes um scouting merges into absolutely everything? And how do you kind of again sort of battle that one? Because <laughs> it's like a beast in itself, isn't it? Like, yeah. So Mike Steele, he was a scout at our scout group and an explorer our explorer group and went straight into being a young leader and a leader at 18, 19. So he has been part of that group now for 10 plus years. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you are entirely correct. Like, it just, I don't think a day goes by when not, you know, just something comes in. So it'd be like, oh, have you seen that email from so-and-so? Or, oh, this would be a really good idea for the kids. And you start sound like, I don't have children. So I start sounding a little bit, we sound a little bit insane when we're out and about. So we talk about the kids as if they're art, it's not. They're just like all of the scouts and we're just thinking about all the other things that we need to do. Um, it's really, so we kind of work on a basis of when we go on holiday. So for example, I've just been away camping with, um, yeah, some friends and, and my partner last week. And we did make a very firm rule to everyone, including our exec, our GSL, we won't be responding to anything this week. So that's like where the line is very much firmly drawn. So if it's a special occasion or we're on an actual like annual leave holiday, uh, we do take a step back from scouting as well, just be like, we need to have like our time to be normal yeah. and be our age and not responsible for anything. So we need to like let you do your own thing for a week. But um, it is mad. I think it's, it's nice in a way though, because I think even like if one of you were to do it and the other one wasn't, I feel like I could understand why there'd be like a little bit of a barrier as well, because I think it must be quite frustrating to see someone who finds something so um, so kind of like big and impactful in their life, and then you not really understanding it. So, like I was like that when we first started dating, because I wasn't involved in scouting then. I found it very like you talk about scouts, and it was kind of very much like. Well, that's for kids. Like a grown man, what are you doing? <laughs> um, but then yeah. you get in, and then you're like, "Oh wow, no, this is this is better than what I was doing before." I was sat at home watching Friday night dinner, so <laughs> this is so much more rewarding. Um, and it's got me properly back into camping again as well, like, and actually enjoying it. So I went through a stage where it was like a family holiday I never wanted to go on, and it, you know, it was enforced upon me to go and sleep. Yeah. In a tent. Whereas now I'm just like, "Get me outside!" I'm so bored of houses. I just want to be outside and doing stuff. Um, but it is, I think it, it's really good. I think it gives you kind of like, we get told by our friends a lot of time, like, where do you find time for everything? But mm. I think when you care about it and want to put so much thought and effort into it, it doesn't feel like a burden. And that's like, yeah. that's why I think it's quite nice for both of it because otherwise 
there's almost like a sense of guilt of really enjoying something that maybe the other person isn't enjoying as much but because yeah. we're both so um so into it it's it's perfect it just kind of falls very nicely into our life and we have our very firm breaks once in a while and then come back with more energy and more ideas and other weird and wonderful theories we were camping with some friends and we planned at least three expeditions while we were away of like because we went to like south downs have an amazing national park probably about an hour and a half away from where we are and that'd be a really good weekend expedition for the explorers because it's not all flat because we're in a very flat area i'm like there's off you go enjoy that get them into an area they wouldn't know that isn't miles away and things like that and um, for some of the smaller trips and we just came up with a few things like that which is really cool so cool. it is nice yeah. i definitely think it's good like whether you're a couple or an individual to kind of take those big like those breaks whether it's a weekend or a week to just kind of switch off from it like you would work and always put an out of office on and be away and then you come back and you're so like oh i miss it and you want to get back into it 100 percent yeah. Exactly what happened was we came back and we're like, oh, we've got explorers tonight and we've got scouts on Friday. <laughs> so, yeah, it's quite normal now. It's nice. You get excited about it again. You are right. It's like, I never like to refer to it as work, but it does, like, in the way that it impacts your life, I think it, it takes a certain amount of level of energy that, like, mm. says, you can burn out so quickly if you're, like, constantly on the go. It's good to have that kind of boundary and place to be like, this is for me and this is solely for me and a part of my life that I'm going to keep myself and leave leave away from all of my volunteering responsibilities <laughs> and my professional life and all of that kind of thing. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. So how have you found being at home so much with your other half as well? Because that's that's one that can really get, you know, interesting. <laughs> you know what? I was, I was really very fortunate. So I've been basically mandatory working from home since a week before lockdown was announced. So our company, okay. they'd seen the echoings of it in because we work with a lot of different countries, so they the echoes of it around the globe and then to very yeah. proactive step to be like, here's a trial week, make sure we all have everything set up and we know that we can meet up just yeah. if it doesn't work. Um, but Mike's been like, he's been breezing out. He does quite a lot of um, work with news broadcasters and things like that, so the news doesn't stop. So he's actually no. been, he, there was that beautiful month where the M25 was empty and he has never yeah. been yeah like he's just wheezing like, <laughs> around like going around the m25 she's like this is a dream so he's been um he's been out of the house quite a lot to be honest it's been, okay. it's been yeah, yeah only, i think the only difference is like when he comes home in the evening it's not another two hours until i'm home because my commute's quite lengthy so it's been quite nice that he comes home and then for the first few weeks definitely we'd hit like 8 p.m and be like oh my god what are we gonna do with the rest of the evening i've never had watching films and get, we found really good walks where we are. Um, and in a certain respect, we've kind of still managed to keep our weekends to doing stuff together as well in a way that's kind of nice and doesn't feel like it's um, just part of the routine. So I've, got, I've been very fortunate. We've had quite a nice setup because I do think, not me, I'm quite, I'm not introverted. I like, I'm, I can be by myself for a very long time and be quite chill with that, to be honest. I'll be like, yeah, yeah fine. Um, whereas, and like, if there's not a lot happening, I can also settle quite well and be like, okay, well, I'll think about X, Y, and Z instead. Whereas, um, yeah, Mike is not like that. He, he needs to be on the go. He needs to be like, this is happening, this is happening. And when that doesn't happen, then it's just a bit like, I don't know, <laughs> overexcited child. It'll be like, okay, well, here's some things you can do. And he's, we've got a, a, an, uh, a Land Rover that he spends a lot of time working on. 
So thankfully, uh, a couple of jobs on that. And then you had about two weeks overall where he had some quiet time and he just went out into the garage and just worked on that. And it was peaceful. It was lovely. Yeah. And I suppose actually having, you know, those online meetings where you need to think a little bit more, it's always something good to do to keep you busy. Yeah. So what, when you uh, do go back to face-to-face -to -face scouting, what will be your first activity? Oh, we've had so many. So we want to play human battleships with the explorers. So we do that quite well, um, socially distancing, so obviously taking that into context. So we want to do that um, because they're a little bit ridiculous, our lot. Like for one of our virtual meetings, we did a talent show and they are like the most talented bunch of kids I've ever met in my life. Like they're coming out like violin, piano, trampoline, juggling. One of them did sword swallowing, so some really quirky stuff. Like it was mental. Like I wow. felt like, like the... What's the one they do for the Queen of Royal Variety? It felt like that. It was that big. Um, so I think we'll probably do that. And they've been going on for a little while about wanting to make a musical, which, you know, <laughs> they all play instruments and some of them are quite dramatic. And I think it could, like, we usually do a quite nice Christmas thing. So we do quite a nice Christmas dinner. Um, and because there's been a lot of changes in our Explorer unit this year, I think it'd be quite nice to have... Uh, a little bit of something that would be ridiculous and would have been quite loved by some of our, our old leaders as well. So I think they're going to do um, they're going to do a little musical based around wow. Shrek, the records. That's, uh, that's the central point of it is around Shrek. It's they're learning the sheet music. It's turned into a whole thing. They're like, what about props? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Use some cardboard. What? So they're, they're wow. Um, and for the scouts, we're going to do. Um, we have we kind of toed and froed a little bit on what to do with the scouts, but I think something like um, campfire base, maybe some bread knots, some like act work, that kind of thing, get some of their practical skills back up and going because yeah. with the explorers they hold on to it quite well. Um, mm -hmm. And we're going to be getting them to put up their expedition t uh, tents as well because it's been a very long time since any of them have done it, and we usually do it well. One of them's blindfolded, and they've got to try and tell each other how to do it and that kind of thing. So I think it'll be a bit of a mismatch of that with some general chat time, I think, as well, because a lot of them are going to just yeah. want to chat and catch up. So yeah, definitely. A rough plan, really. Oh, that sounds great. I love the idea of the talent show. I mean, I had one Zoom meeting where the explorers didn't tell us what they were doing, but they all turned up in fancy dress. And I was like, this is brilliant, but also I feel very underdressed now. We <laughs> did murder mystery night in the middle for our explorers. And I sent them a very formal invitation to an auction and they knocked it out of the park. And they all turned up like, hair done, suits on, sat in their chairs, <laughs> as their people. It was fantastic. I was the moderator for it, but my other half was the inspector. And it was just such a fun night. I've never seen them quite so excited to do something like that, but they were really yeah. taking it seriously. It was fantastic. So they yeah. all do a real life murder mystery evening with dinner and everything. So I'm like, well, I mean... We'll see what we can do when we get back in the heart. But sure. yeah. That might be a green phase, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Brilliant. Be prepared. Well, Georgia, um, as you know, on our podcast, we have uh, a new feature called Be Prepared, where the previous guest gets to ask you a question and then you get to ask a question to the next guest. So uh, John May asked, where has your biggest adventure been? So we've had, we've had kind of two. I've had two okay. adventures in my life. 
I can't decide which one's the better one because they've both for very different reasons. So I took my first ever independent trip when I was 22 years old, just turning 23. And I took myself to the Toronto Film Festival where I ended up working for um, some film companies and ended up at the premiere of a lot of Oscar award winning films. So that was really exciting. And like, you know, I had to meet brand new friends. I went with nothing and no one. So I very much rocked up and was like, let's make this work. So that was very much thinking on my feet. Um, and then when I was um, kind of, I must've been about year nine. So that would have made me what? 13, 14, maybe. Um, when I was at school, I actually went on a trip to Ghana. I went to a village in, um, it's called Bimbilla, and it's kind of quite into the depths of Ghana, and it's beautiful. Um, and I spent 10 days on, like, an exchange there. So we did a lot of stuff there and, like, worked in a lot of different schools and all this kind of really cool stuff, which was, like, something that's always stuck with me as I've got older. It just, like, it completely blew my mind on, you know, what I thought, what I like in all honesty, what I thought Africa would be like versus what it actually was like, and it was just yeah. the wonderful place I've ever been to. Um, and the people were so welcoming and just so fantastic. And we made so many like lifelong friends out of that that you know a few of us still talk now, like years and years on from when we were kids. So amazing. my two big ones, I would say. Yeah, and they are two pretty epic adventures mm. to have. Mm. Yeah, they amazing. they are amazing. Um, so Georgia, what is your question for our next guest? So my question for the next guest is going to be, um, what new hobby have you picked up during lockdown? Oh, that's a good one. Have you have you picked up a hobby? I started stitching for a bit. That was interesting. Oh, any good? Something you'll keep up? Or? No, I think I was a little bit ambitious. I started with a, a full-on A4-sized um, cross-stitch of Van Gogh's uh, Starry Night. Which got a lot of times in it. Yes. <laughs> I, yeah. I was like, I thought it would just be a dog or like something small. But no, I went full on out. So I'm still working on that. I started that on the, it was just the beginning of lockdown and I've not even done one out of the six panels yet. That's <laughs> taken me. A lot of, a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah, that is one of those like every time you're in front of the TV, you'll be doing like the next bit. <laughs> <laughs> I have to send us an update when you've done it and be like, hey guys, here's the <laughs> Be prepared. Brilliant. Oh, Georgia, it's been brilliant talking to you. Thank you so much for joining us on a ridiculously hot day. Um, yeah, I will admit my fan has been on all the way through this because I thought I'd melt <laughs> if it wasn't. Uh, <laughs> thank Great. you so much for joining. Thank you so much. Brilliant. Okay, great. Thank you, Georgia. You're um, welcome. Yeah, thank you again. And um, yeah, if you... I really hope you enjoyed that. I think I say that every week, but I honestly do. Georgia was so much fun talking to. And um, what you didn't hear is her helping me with like 101 tech problems and just being an absolute superstar, especially when we're both sitting there like melting in the heat. You can hear the fans that I've got on just to keep me like actually sane and my brain from melting out of my ears because that's how it hot it was uh when we recorded so georgia thank you so much and i hope everyone enjoyed uh, as you could hear we are both kind of at stages of our phased return back to scouting i know lots of people are kind of on different journeys like across the world let alone just within the uk so um if you are thinking about going back or you're going do you know what actually i need to have my summer holiday like 
as leaders do what's right for you and your young people and just remember to stay safe and look after yourselves look after your young people and yeah we'll be back in two weeks but i hope you enjoyed bye thanks for listening to wait you're a scout with anna skipworth follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at wait you're a scout and don't forget to rate review and subscribe